0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching. I believe this is the 21st session that we are in. We're in the book of Romans again, chapter 1. And I'm just excited to always be able to share God's word as it is in truth and in righteousness, and which means the whole Bible is referring to Christ. The whole Bible has to be seen through Christ. The cross, or it will be seen out of its righteous context. Amen. I, something the Lord's really uh, has shown me in the last few weeks in the Word is Proverbs eight and eight. If you've listened to any of our messages, seen any of our teachings, it's coming out more and more because it brings much clarity to the Scriptures, and that's what God said He would do. In Proverbs four eighteen, He's promised that the path of the just those who have their faith in what justified them, being the blood of Jesus Christ, the path of the just will shine more until that perfect day appears to us. That means until we're taken out of here, the path we're on is getting brighter and brighter. You know what that means? That means God is confirming the path that he actually is in, that he works in, that he uh, brings us to and leads us in. He is confirming that more and more every single day. And he does that not with signs and wonders and, 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 and things of that nature. He does that with the word, which is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And it always must be in the context of the man who said, I am the light of the world, that being our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well we're at the point now where Paul church in Rome that he did not start, uh, that's born again, spirit-filled, and he's writing to them and praying for a prosperous journey by the will of God to get to them so that he can impart a spiritual gift to them uh, uh, and have fruit among them as he has other Gentiles. I'm just quoting from uh, the earlier on in chapter 1. And then Paul says how, he's go- how all this is going to happen is through the preaching of the gospel. That's so important to know. If you don't understand that it's only through the preaching of the cross that God is going to impart anything spiritual to anybody, be an initial salvation, daily sanctification, the gifts He wants us to, to uh, allow Him to move and operate in through our lives, no matter what that gift is, it's going to come to us by faith in the gospel. It's going to be used properly without being abused through faith in the gospel. and. And, and that's just the way it is. That's, we've got the Bible to stand on. I'm amazed at how many people try to debate us and try to come against what we teach. But you know the one thing they never bring is Scripture. It's always thoughts. It's always what they think and their opinions. And even the few that do bring Scripture, they bring it in an unrighteous context. All the words of my mouth, Proverbs 8 and 8, are in righteousness. That means the entire Bible. And it's good that we talk about this. It's good we're reminded of this, what I'm telling you right now all the time, that every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. And righteousness does not exist for us initially or daily bearing about its fruit without Christ and his sacrifice. Amen. Brother Curtis. We must keep our faith in the cross at all times. God forbid we boast in anything else. God forbid we not be determined not to know anything else. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to understand something before we dig in today about the Apostle Paul. I've heard of churches literally taking certain things Paul wrote what we call the New Testament which he was given a big portion of it, and throwing it out, saying that we've come farther along than Paul. We, we, we've got a greater revelation than Paul and all these things that are so foolish. We need not forget that the Bible teaches us that God gave Paul to us Gentiles to reveal the gospel, really what happened at the cross to us. So when we take out what Paul road, and throw it away, move it aside, then we're taking out what God intended for us to have and to use and to keep us straightly looking at Jesus and what he accomplished at Calvary. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever get to thinking that you know more than than, than Paul, and that, that you've come farther and that even if Paul heard this, even if if Paul would have known what we know today, Paul wouldn't have went through some of the hard times he went through. Let me tell you something, the same faith that allowed Noah to build an ark, the same faith it took to see all the things we read about in the Bible, is the same faith it takes to possibly get you beaten naked and thrown into a cave or a dungeon or equipped or deserted on an island. It's that same faith. Hallelujah. We don't need to forget that. We don't need to throw out anything from the Bible. The Bible is the only word of God we have. I know the Catholic people think they've got their own writings, because, but that's only because they've exalted themselves above the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the living word, They actually believe that they have the authority to change scripture, add scripture, take away scripture. Listen, they're not even born again. They're lost. You can't follow them. They have no light. The Lamb is the light, hallelujah. Revelation 21, 23, the lamb is the light. So we need to move away, come out from among any of those that claim they have other writings such as Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, Catholicism, all these false cults that Satan is using greatly to deceive and to send millions to hell. There are no other writings, my friend, other than the word of God that can help you None. None. And I know something. Well, there's books that, if they refer to Scripture and they don't change Scripture and they're only helping us understand Scripture as it is written in righteousness, then the Word of God. See, it's the Word of God that brings our faith. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. If we're not experiencing the overcoming power of faith, then we're using God's word out of its righteous context because when our faith is in God's word in its righteous context, believe me, make no mistake about it. When faith comes, faith overcomes. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, and I believe, Verse nineteen makes better sense and understand better than just jumping in at any point. Watch this. Verse nineteen, chapter one of Romans. Because manifest in man, for God. How God tells us how, because from the creation of the. God's telling us the, the, the invisible things are clearly seen. Even being even his eternal power are without excuse. Think about this. God wants all of humanity and this is what Paul is talking about in chapter 1 at this point. He is talking about how that we see all the things that God has made, I said God has created, and we can see God tells us, and God cannot be wrong because he knows everything. He tells us that if we'll look at what he's created, that it will set us on a journey to finding him because we'll obviously say, there is a God. Somebody created this, and it was not man. If it was man, man could do something about changing some things that need to be changed. But listen, man could make it rain. Man could make storms start. Man didn't create the earth. God created the earth, and he gave it to man. And he, he gives it to us so we can look out, and we can see what he made, And we can clearly see, he says, the things that are invisible of him and understand them, even to the point he says and God it's important to understand that there's no need for you to know anything about God's power or really God's or the Godhead which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, unless God is trying to get you interested in and looking for Him, and when you find Him, you find His redemption plan. Let's read on today. Verse 21. Because God God, and if you think back about Adam and Eve, they knew God. But they listened to a lie from the devil. Even later on, in God's people, uh, the Israel, the Jewish people, they knew God. They walked with God. God gave them the Ten Commandments. He gave them many miracles. He He fed them. He gave them provision. But the but became and their foolish heart was darkened the word fool or foolish means they no longer trusting in god they they're not they don't want anything about god anymore i've got this i'll do my own way it's really the spirit of Cain and it's been down through the ages and god initially on in his creation showed what would happen eventually of Cain, who want to go their own way, who stop being thankful that God created all things, that God gave His Son, that God let them be thankful for all that, and their hearts become darkened and foolish. That's what God says. Well, in Christianity, all over the world. And and Paul even teaches this later on in the eleventh chapter uh, of Romans, how that y- you and I, as children of God, born again, born off if we get heady, if we get high-minded, if we forget the goodness of God, if we become foolish. And listen, don't 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 follow those people that tell you you can't ever forfeit eternal life. You can't ever throw it away. You can't lose your soul. You can't get cut off. You can't get spewed out of the mouth of the Lord. You can't get plucked out as a branch that refuses to bear fruit. But reveal that it's by faith. You better cling to faith. You better cling to your hope in the gospel, my friend. When you throw that walk out, God won't throw you out. You need to understand it. But those people that teach once saved, always saved, they don't have a leg to stand on. And they have to twist scriptures to keep teaching what their great-granddaddy and their granddaddy and their daddy's taught. That's all it is, is traditional pass-me-down lie. That's all God says. But the Word of God in its righteous context, amen, that means those who have ears to hear Hallelujah. We'll be moved by the Spirit. So watch this. Because that means they begin to think of themselves more highly than they ought to. They Place, they became fools. Mm. The wisdom of God, my friend, is only found through faith in Christ and His sacrifice. Outside of that, we can profess to be wise, but we become fools. This is the Word of God. I don't care what man says. Some men, uh, renowned men in the world, say there is no God. Do we listen to them? No. And we don't follow them. Christ. We find Calvary, you're going to keep being thankful. You're going to keep glorifying God. God can only be glorified through Christ and what he did at Calvary. God can't be glorified because I go to church on Sunday and say, oh, you be be is not in the cross. I can't give God glory. The glory of God is Christ. He is the brightness of God's glory. The express image of his person, Hebrews chapter 1. Listen very carefully. Christ is the only avenue you and I have to thank God, to worship God, to give to God, to serve God. Hallelujah. He is the only avenue we have that we can glory. The man Jesus Christ—that means the man who was sacrificed. The Christ, talking about a tree or the beam he died on. I'm talking about Jesus Christ and the finished obedient work, even unto death on the cross. Many are out there saying, "Oh, they're just preaching a piece of wood." People who are saying that don't understand the cross. For anybody to accuse somebody like me of just preaching a piece of wood or, or the beam Jesus died on means they're just trying to keep people from listening to what I'm saying and wanting people just to keep listening to their deceitful ministries. That's all they are, deceitful ministries. For if the word of God is not being held in its righteous context, it's being held out of its righteous context by men who are not walking in the truth. They may love God and want to love God and want to serve God, but you need never forget, you cannot serve God unless you're serving righteousness. And you cannot serve righteousness unless your faith right now is in the cross. Romans 6, chapter 6, bears that out Line upon line, the process is made very simple. But if all you see is money when you open the Bible, you've been carried away by the lust of your flesh and all the false, uh, greedy doctrine of devils and those ministers that preach them today. When you open your Bible, the Holy Spirit's trying to show you Jesus. He's not trying to show you how to get financially rich. He's not trying to show you how to get your material blessings right here and now. He's trying to reveal Jesus to you. That's all. Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to do is reveal Christ to you in the Word as the truth that liberates, so that you can finally get to the place with law of liberty and not law of legalism that binds you under the law. Come on, somebody, go with God. Watch this now. <clears throat> as we become fools, God says. And things. Listen, all these religions we just got back from the Philippines last week. Man, I saw a young Catholic room where the big statue of Mary just leaned over on it, just staring into the eyes of Mary. A statue, an idol, a something we made, man, with our hands. Oh my goodness, first of all Mary was a sinner just like all of us. You can't find it in your Bible where Mary was divine. You have to go write another book. See, he writes another book. (laughs) He's got. That's what got Adam and Eve in the mess we're all in. Satan kicked out of heaven. Pride is what writes other things that are contrary to the word of God. You need to come out of that mess. You also need to just go ahead and grit your teeth and understand today that anybody who's buried up in Catholicism and they're trusting in that Mary's divine and they're praying to Mary, trying to get to God through Mary, trying to get to Christ, to a priest, a pope or whoever, wearing beads for this, all trusting in everything but the blood of Jesus, they are not going to heaven. They're not going. That's a sad, it doesn't give me joy to say that. It hurts my heart that there are hundreds of millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, if not billion or more, that believe in the working of men's hands, statues into a place of deception so bad that you found a rock in your backyard and now you're kissing on it? Now you're praising that rock? Come on. Foolish, God says. Don't in this. After all, and God walking them out of, a, of a, hundreds of years of slavery out of Egypt in <laughs> the red sea marching them through <laughs> and he himself Moses goes up the mountain 50 50 50 days little less About a month and a half, little over a month and a half. The people of God are already found in this. They're already process making a golden calf. It doesn't take us long at all to get our eyes off of Jesus and what he did at Calvary to move right into a scheme of man, the government of twelve, the purpose driven this. You confess the word of faith false doctrine that, that leads to even worse devastating things such as uh, the Jesus died spiritually doctrine where, where they claim Jesus became a sinner on the cross. He, he took on the sin nature of Satan and, and went to hell and suffered. Things that, here again, are not in your Bible. and When they try to use scripture to verify their point, they have to twist it and take it out of its righteous context. Because they're liars. Paul knew that there would be today, just there was in his days, many false teachers, many false prophets that would use God's word in a twisted form to keep men bound, to make them build golden calves. And as soon as they got that golden calf built, they said, this is what brought us out of Egypt. It's not what brought us out of our Egypt. The blood of Jesus brought us out. The blood of Jesus will carry us all the way. We sing the songs. Listen to how deceived we are as a church. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. The part of that song says grace has brought us where we are and it'll take us all the way home. And then we turn right around and preach law. We preach idols, we preach schemes and fads of men deceived in thinking that God would use these things. God doesn't use anything but the preaching of the cross. That saves, and that's what keeps us saved, and that's what allows God to impart all that He will impart to us and through us. If you're in a ministry that's not believing that, preaching and teaching that, you're not where God planted you. I don't care if He's your daddy or your granddaddy, and there's a love between you. I want you to know, when Moses came down off that mountain and they had that golden calf built, Moses said, who's on the Lord's side? Come out. The Levites come out. And the Levites when they came out, were given swords and said now go back in and slay those. Mm. Go back in and slay those. You see, If that's not what we're doing today, spiritually speaking, coming out from among the golden calf builders and taking the Word of God, which is the sword of truth, the sword of the Spirit, back among those, just like I'm doing right now on YouTube, just like I do in all sorts, like Facebook and other avenues of social media, taking the sword of the Spirit back into those people's lives who are still... Polishing up every week when they meet their golden calves and they don't even know they're doing it. Oh, they use the name of Jesus and they say cross every once in a while in blood. But that's all really just words that cover up what their faith is really in. Hmm. Dishonor their own bodies. You see, when we turn away from the cross, God is no longer able to keep us. That's taught in the Word of God. I know you don't hear it very much, but when you read the letter to the Galatian churches, how Galatians 1 and 6 says that the Holy Spirit says through Paul, I marvel that you so soon have removed yourself from Him. Oh, the Lord will never leave you, never forsake you, but you could grieve Him and quench Him. His Spirit... From now till the time you get to heaven, and if you're not careful, you can eventually get to the point where you lose your soul. That's right. I know some of you don't believe that, but, but you, you've been taught wrong. You've been deceived by people who, who do not know the Word of God and who have just chosen down through generation after generation to hang on to those things for whatever lustful, fleshly lustful reasons they have that they just want to keep clinging to that. Better let go of some things that are not biblical. Watch this now. When God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Do you understand that God will give, if that's the way you wanna go. If you're choosing to go a different way than the way of the cross, Any other way is an unclean way. God will give you up to that. God won't tie you down. God won't chain you to the cross. God won't chain you to the path of the just. That's a choice you and I get to make every day. We chose to come to Christ and to be saved, and we will choose to come back to the cross and live in this path, or we will choose not to go this way. And if we choose not to go this way, your tears and your church services and your praise and worship and your prayer and your your fasting and your Bible study, all that won't do anything for you outside the way of the cross because, and this is why, because it's just you. It's just you. We can do many things. We can have a great form of godliness, but at the same time, be denying the power of God, which God says is the preaching of the cross. Are you in a church today that preaches the message of the cross? I'm not talking about the actual event every time you get together, the crown of thorns, the nail-pierced hands. I'm talking about Genesis through Revelation. Remember Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Ask the Lord to help you. All of God's words are in righteousness. And righteousness does not exist for you and I without Christ and his death on the cross. He took our sins. He made us the righteousness of God in Christ. Through the cross, we gained our status. We we, we became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But listen carefully. Daily sanctification. The only way that we can continue To live saved, to bear forth the fruit of righteousness is if we keep our faith in the cross. Paul again tells the Galatians in chapter 3, if you move your faith from the cross, if you do go back to circumcision, if you go back to the word of faith, if you go back to the purpose-driven, if you go out there to the... your faith in fasting, you go to putting your faith in your own Bible, anything other than the cross, anything you're doing... And those things are good. Not the purpose-driven of the government of 12. Those things are evil. But if the studying the Word, going to church, fasting and prayer, tithing and offering, all these things, they're good biblical things. But if your faith gets moved into them, Christ can no longer profit you or affect you because now your faith is in what you're doing and not what He did. And listen, the proof that your faith is going to be in the cross of Christ is now that you're going to get to a place eventually where you're going to stop being deceived and thinking you're helping somebody in that church you're going to even though your preacher's not preaching the cross. You're not helping anybody. By, oh, I know you've got your own class in the back. No, no. The preacher is the head of that ministry. God won't plant you where the message of the cross is not being preached. Think about that. Well, brother, if that's a fact, then most people today are not even in the place they should be planted. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. We have planted ourselves in churches because of relationships, because of all these things, because people are like us there, we're like them, and you know they they make about the same kind of money we make, or they're all like me. We've planted ourselves in the house of God Oh, for oh so long. If God plants us, the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, and I don't know exactly the the precise verse, but it says it pleases God to place us in the body where he places us. And he can't be pleased without faith. And faith can't be legitimate unless it's faith in the cross. And you say, I know. Well, my faith is in God's word. Well, God's word is the word of the cross. Because God's words, all of the words of his mouth, are in righteousness. You know what that really means? That means they must all be seen through the cross, through the gospel. Because the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16, and 17. Only in the gospel through the word of God revealed. The gospel is not a message we hear that gets us in the kingdom and then that's it. No, that's why Paul said, I can't wait to get to you. Already saved, already spirit-filled. I can't wait to get there and what? Preach the gospel to you. Determined to know nothing else. God forbid is not an option. God forbid we live in sin. God forbid we boast in anything other than the cross. That means God forbid we preach anything other than than the benefits of the cross. Hallelujah. And not just in the pulpit say, well, this is a benefit of the cross and then throw, uh uh. We preach the cross as the object of faith or we do not preach the cross. We preach the cross as the object of faith or the people get to a place where they become unthankful. They begin they begin to be just religious and they move their faith from the cross and they become unthankful. We're not talking listen, you can be unthankful even if you're saying thank you, Lord. There's many people that are gonna say, Lord, Lord, and think they're working on the earth their whole generational lives, generation after family generation, to wake up at the judgment one day to hear God tell them, I don't know who you are. You've only worked iniquity. Oh, they thought they were prophesying in his name, doing many wonderful works in his name, but the truth of the matter is they were out of order It wasn't him working in and through them. It was just them using God's word for their own deceitful, deceptive purpose. Join us again next week right here where we'll jump right into this again. God bless you. I love you. And until next time, stay determined.